fire up 13 flight controllers. Listen up. Give me a go, no go for launch. Public nudity. Go. Illegal narcotics. Go. Dog shagging. We'll go flat. Bubbler. Bubbler's go. Poo in the shoe. Go flight. Road rage. Go flight. Roid rage. Where go. Brown paper bags. Go. Eclipse containers. Go. Chinese restaurants. Go flight. Peanut butter photography. Go. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Just wait for some power. Breezers. We are go. Phantom biters. Flight is go. Fingers and dates. Where go flight. Launch control. This is fire up 30. We are go for launch. as we precariously hang on for our meager little lives, just specks of dust floating around the universe. Chris Gale and myself, Stephen Ferris, staunchly supporting rugby league in the city of ours of Sydney, and we hope that uh, you three listeners will be enjoying whatever we can impart today. And Chris, you might have a story about a wonderfully heartwarming story about somebody who mentioned to you how much they didn't like rugby league. Yes, I was at the... Beer Footy Food Festival at Henson Park last hey. Saturday, Stephen, in front of, well, 8,972 people, which was more people than at Manly Penrith. And more people than last night uh, yeah. at the ANZ Stadium, which holds, I think, 80-odd thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it comfortably sat the 6-odd thousand for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs' triumph over the Broncos. And it was a gala afternoon. Unfortunately, the Jets went down narrowly to Penrith in the Gus Gould Cup, but... Uh, you know, a few people yelled out, yelled at me, which I loved. Um, they yelled at you. Just yelled out at me, which was nice. Uh, and, and I apologise if I've got this gentleman's name wrong. I think his name was Ben. He's with his partner and his Airedale Terrier, and he yeah. came up and said hello. Yes. And um, and then the weekend festivities continued because I then went on to as much as I enjoyed myself at Henson Park. How much did I enjoy Sydney Roosters' triumph over the St George Illawarra Dragons at Allianz Stadium the next day? And I was sitting next to a very charming young man by the name of Christian. He said, I have a friend called Phoebe. And she said to me, Christian, you know those guys? I don't really like rugby league. But I love fire up. Wow! Thank you, was, Phoebe. Thank and you, she Christian. She was in the heart of the uh, of what I would call all the belly of rugby league itself. It really was. I mean, it was the crucible yep. there where yep. I think you could see the alchemy that's going to result in a potential grand finalist and a team sadly, slowly, inevitably, irrevocably slipping out the back door. Mm. Yeah, mm. they look tired, Stephen. They look tired. Your boys need a I spruce. Will, I will concede that we were outplayed, <laughs> out enthused, out enthused, out hustled, out hustled the yeah. whole bit. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute, won't we? Hello. You and Aiken. In the middle of talking about festivities and Ben, there was a man called Ben Kennedy. And Ben Kennedy, if I may just remind those people who don't really care about rugby league, what sort of man Ben Kennedy was? He was an international rugby league player. Chris, you knew that, of course. Rangy Backrower. Rangy uh, Backrower. Played his trade for the Newcastle Knights, the Manly Warringah Seagulls, from memory. And Canberra Raiders. Canberra Raiders. Very well, successful. That's... State of Origin player. Wow. And he was invited to be the special guest at a State of Origin function somewhere in the Banks Meadow region. Okay. A few weeks ago. <laughs> Talk about Rugby League Heartland. <clears throat> rugby League Heartland. Now, uh, there are a number of variations on this story, but but uh, you and I are both for the film bus, of course, and we remember a great film called After Hours in New York City. And how you can get into trouble in the big city if you don't know your way around. That's correct? right. Well, now, I tell you what, you couldn't, you, until I heard this story, I thought, you could never do after hours in Sydney anymore, because yeah. there's nothing open after hours. No, and uh, we all know the Bon Jovi, because Bon Jovi, of course, are intimately linked with rugby league, bad medicine. <laughs> we'll get to that too. We're looking for reasons to why this happened, but it was a, one big night out in Sydney, and in particular in Banks Meadow for Ben Kennedy, and uh, he's since apologised to court and pleaded guilty for charges against uh, what would seem to be a fairly uh, uh, a, a, a an unassailable sort of uh, plea for innocence if he tried the case, but Ben was found sleeping inside a facility. Right. Now, we'll just go through some of the details here. It was a high-security branch. Uh, (laughs) Apparently not. And it it officially houses a number of different forces, the Australian Border Force, Australian Federal Police, and the Department of Agriculture and Water Resources, (laughs) and their necessary security forces for those bodies. Can I tell you, those ag and water resources people, Mm -hmm. they are feral. You don't want to cross them. Don't cross them. AFP, no problem. Don't Border look, Force, don't no even drama. Look them in the eyes. Do not get the yeah. eight people offside. But, you know, it could have been a case of, you know, uh, once we're warrior, hubris, you know, Ben Kennedy reliving his golden days, thinking, I can handle this, I can scale that wired fence, 2.5 metre wired fence in shorts and thongs, 
just to see if I can. Because, uh, you know, what, what do you do when you retire from rugby league, when you've been put into those boot camp situations, you know, like, you know, yeah. combat simulations? This- Where do you get the... The adrenaline rush that you used to get. And this is a mental health issue too, Chris. Sure. You know, I mean, the, the, the heights that they scale coming down and then they need those heights again. You're right. And not not everybody can Matt Rogers and go on, you know, whatever. <laughs> on a survivor. Survivor. How and good is Shane Gould looking? I don't know. <laughs> Look, I, I, I've never watched Survivor in my life, but I caught five minutes of the other night of them sliding yeah. down a slippery slide after a bag of pineapples. Yeah. And whoever she was up against. <laughs> after a bag of pineapples. Shane, Shane Gould sumoed this girl to win the pineapple right. bag. How good is Australian TV? <laughs> It's all I can it, ask is, you. it is such a rich football period good. right now. So Ben Kennedy uh, scaled this fence in the wee hours of the morning after this function. This function was to celebrate uh, the, the state of origin, of course, from the Blues. He would have answered a few questions, what it was like, Ben. Tell us what it's like when you're out there. Yeah. Paint a picture. We think it's around about 2 or 3 in the morning. It's 3 degrees. It's he's, in, he's in his thongs and shorts. So he must have changed. He doesn't remember changing, well, apparently. It was probably a casual yeah. affair. Now, I put it to you, Chris, that uh, there are a number of reasons. It could well be that uh, Ben may have not had a place to stay that night. Possibly. Sydney, homelessness is a very serious issue. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, No laughing matter if Ben decided to scale a 2.5 metre fence to find a place to stay. He was found in the cabin of a truck, I believe. It does sort of it, it. It does bring to my mind that sort of that hypothetical. You know those, those intelligence test things that I always fail. Saying, uh, explain this situation. You wake up in a, a truck in a high security facility. Yeah. The windows are in smashed. In your shorts. You're in shorts You've got and some blood on you. In the middle of it, covered in blood. <laughs> yes. What happened here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's generally isn't there a goldfish on the ground yeah. or something now, like this, that? Now this this could be a comedy starring you know uh, you know one of those great American actors you know because it was a dog facility. Right. Yeah. And a high security. You've got a question, well, how high was the security? <laughs> 2.6 metres. How Not good? high enough. And how good were those dogs? <laughs> or was it a case of how many steaks did he have with you know, with sleeping pills in them? <laughs> the dogs were fast asleep. Fast asleep? Well, they're off duty. I mean, yeah. they are highly trained animals out there doing yeah. their job in yeah. the community when asked. Yeah. But when they're back at camp, they're entitled to a bit of R&R, aren't they? I see what you're saying. They're off the clock. And Ben's a lovable bloke. It's very, and very it says here that the the dog facility, the detector dog facility, was officially opened by Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton. Now, if, <laughs> well, if, 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 I mean, this just brings into question the capabilities of Peter Dutton, doesn't it? No, look, look you, no, seriously, you would be the first commentator to suggest anything adverse about Dutton's performance ever the, since he donned the cloak of politics. I don't think he's even copped any criticism ever, 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 ever. And uh, now that also well, questions. Well, maybe Ben was saying, look, maybe he was paid by the opposition to test the facilities to see how secure they really I were. I think they call it red teaming. Red team, yeah. Right. You know, is he set up something with all the fail safes, all the mechanisms? Look at yeah. Apollo 13. That wasn't meant to blow up. That wasn't meant to. And then you throw in a random element, element, element. i.e. Ben Kennedy, yes. chaos ensues. So uh, governments can get it wrong. That's a possibility. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, it could also be that uh, there's this been... I mean, I know you're a world traveller, Chris. I've been, every, I've been a few places. Every so. second weekend you're staying somewhere. Now, there's a huge demand for boutique hotel accommodation these days. Yep. Let's discuss these facilities. Distressed. You know, dirt on the ground, uh, barbed wire fences, uh, spotlights that don't work properly, dogs roaming around. What could be more exotic than that? That's right. And, I mean, I, as you, as you quite rightly suggested, prepared to try new things, Stephen. I went out uh, last weekend to a hotel drive-in movie complex. They still exist? Yes. Where so, about Villawood or somewhere? Blacktown. Blacktown, yeah. of course. There's none, I think, in the North Shore anymore. Just, just the near Eastern Creek, where the V8 supercars will be racing at night tomorrow. On that question, I actually asked somebody, where is the, are there any more roller discos or roller skates Parks anywhere? Oh, there's got to be a roller rink somewhere. I used to go to the one in Broadway. Yeah. And I'm, I don't have good balance, but I could actually roller skate, which is against type. It is against type, isn't it? Now, unfortunately, uh, uh, I went with MJ to the drive-in, and mm. we sort of checked in, and then we checked in for the late movie, 11.45. Really? The alarm went off, and we said, you know what? The movie can go without us. But <laughs> but it's, I love the idea of different approaches, and this hotel was a little bit different. It looked to me like a sort of a Bessa block thing that had been turned into a hotel. Well, now we're talking. I, I remember going down to, was it the Adelphi in Melbourne, in yep. Flin- yep. Flinders Lane, with, yep. with a little one-lane swimming pool, yep. and everything had a sharp edge in the room. Yes, yes. Like, there, was, there wasn't anything comfortable. No because good if you're six was, foot five. Yeah, because it was, it, was, it was trying to create a an artistic yeah. discomfort yeah, to yeah. see can you peel back the riddle of discomfort and actually climb into it yeah, and yeah. end up comfortable. And yeah, I think yeah. exactly... It's a chest then. There was some sort of metaphoric yeah. returning of the womb going on here with Ben Kennedy, wasn't there? Well, exactly. He came from nothing, going back to nothing. He's testing, <laughs> testing his, his demise. Dance, yeah. isn't it? So listen, I don't know. I don't know. This is a dog facility, security dog facility. These are the, sleeping. What, yeah, no, sniffer dogs, were there? Yeah, sniffer dogs. Sniffer dogs, yeah. Bombs, um, drugs. 
Uh, look, all, all of the confectionery, above. Confectionery, illegal above. And I suppose it's close enough to the airport for that sort of usage. Tobacco? Tobacco. Illegal importation tobacco. Has that been in dog's purview? I don't know. I don't know. Can they sniff out a... Dari, I don't it says know. he's pleaded guilty to unlawfully entering enclosed lands and damaging government property. I wonder what sort of damage he caused. Well, uh, I think you had to smash the windows on the uh, on the car on the, the trucks yeah. on the Hilux to get in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that would be yeah. a start. You probably, I, I imagine, the barbed wire wouldn't have um, emerged unscathed from someone like Ben Kennedy scaling yeah. it. Now, Ben, of course, comes back to us with a reason for all this. We're mm-hmm. looking for a reason. Uh, and this, uh, if the young kid is listening, this is a, a, is a, la- a, 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 a sad lesson, but one that we've heard before and no doubt we'll hear again in rugby league. Do not mix your prescription medicine with alcohol <laughs> and rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cocktail. It is a cocktail. <laughs> it's a legal cocktail. Because he doesn't remember. No. But those great skills that he had came into play. Scaling fences, you know, running from dogs, <laughs> the odd kick on the dog's nose. Jumping in, breaking your window, getting in and falling asleep. How calm is he? So the, the message for the kids is <laughs> take up rugby league mm-hmm. because it will give you a platform of skills in case you make a poor decision yes. and mix your prescription meds with alcohol. You've got to have the skills, Chris. That's, that's right. Because if he went in there yeah. with that lethal cocktail of prescription meds and alcohol without no his rugby skills. league skills, he would not he have would been be, well man. He'd be dog food. Exactly. And yeah. Ben has walked out, he's, he's walked out Relative, remiss, relatively unscathed and educated yes. and, and in reasonable shape. Thank you, Rugby League, Thank you, rugby for league. everything that it and did I for And I believe that, that Ninja Warrior, that great TV show, is going to mimic and copy that exact same exercise next year. Well, they're desperate for ratings. I they mean, are. They're, yeah. they're plummeted. Now, but you is anyone who's emerged from Ninja Warrior better off? Lady Frintop? Well, I don't think so. Paul, Paul Gallon went out, went out in the blink of an eye. <laughs> so good was he. You know, hello, Paul. Uh, now, we have another reason, don't we, that this may have happened, Chris? Yes, I think yes. that's right. We've been talking up a, a, a new system because, let's, let's be truthful here, the humble dog is not the dingo. It's not an ind- indigenous species. It's been introduced into this country. Yes. With all sorts of, you know, disease and vermin, etc. that come attached with it. Yes. There is a great local animal, an indigenous animal, that we are putting forward has got greater skills when it comes to detecting. What animal is that, Chris? You refer, of course, to the ibis, Stephen. Yes, the bin chicken. The bin chicken. Mm. And um, we, we, we've been a little bit jocular, but behind the scenes, we've actually explored scientifically the area, and we've worked out that they are in the relation to the detection function performed by dogs yes. and police in concert. Tick them off. What are they good for? They've got an incredible sense of smell. Incredible sense of smell. smell. They've, yes. got to, they've got to suss out the juice in the bin. Yes. And they've got to sort of sort, sort the metaphorical wheat from the chaff. <laughs> yes. Right. So their olfactory <laughs> skills are through the roof. Yeah. But, and as we, know, to none. as we know from bitter experience when we've had the dog sit down next to us and we've jumped through the air and the police person has said, look, come this way with me, Mr. Ferris. There's, there's a further examination that needs Needed, to be done. Required. <laughs> right. Because there are cavities yeah, they're, they're, near the regions. Places to explore. Nooks and crannies. Places yeah. To, yeah. And is there... I, I, I and it means health. It's an important thing. Let me tell you. I can speak from personal experience. Per, per, I, I put you a little sort of soft dog's nose with a little... <laughs> with, I don't know, with a sort of three-inch sort of push. The, 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 How the, far can I they mean, go, the, the, the claw... We've got long fingers. Yes, we have. Right? So, and whereas opposed to dogs, have got these short little yeah. stubby claws. They're not... <laughs> In phase two, the dogs are out of their depth. No good. They're, they're, so, yeah. so the capital investment that goes in currently to these things yes. in drug detection, which is dog plus human, yeah. the ibis's beak. Does it both? It's absolutely magnificent. It's at least nine inches long, Under Chris. these circumstances, right? And, and with care. They do it delicately. And laser-like accuracy. Yes, they do. Because, again, they've got to get yeah. into those bins and find what works and what doesn't because a lot of the stuff is yeah. not consumable. And you will find most human beings, when faced with a proboscis, if that's the right word, <laughs> nine inches long coming at you, will succumb. Go, let me get it out for you. <laughs> so, so we've seen this business opportunity. We've been talking about um, the creation of a front, which, of course, is the yeah. Taramara Rugby League Football Club. Yes. The Taramara Bin Chickens. Yes. There will be memorabilia for people to purchase, which we'll be announcing very, very soon. We're going back into the merch. We're going back into the merch. Go. You'll be able to get a memento, and, of course, that will fund the launch of our business. Yes. But when you go into a crowded space where, let's face it, it's essentially a dog-slash-human yeah. monopoly. We're talking, you go to ANZ Stadium, you know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Kudos Bank yeah. Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, the ICC. Yeah. They can move fast, too. The Enmore Theatre. Bob Dylan's off. announced a concert there. How about that? They're going to need a few bin chickens. They're going to need a lot of security. They can run on the ground and right. they can fly. Right. But 
the only way we can unseat the monopoly <laughs> is nobble the competition. Yes, yes. And silent investor, one yeah. B. Kennedy, <laughs> yes. was, you know, unfortunately yeah. it didn't go exactly yeah. to plan. But I tell you what, none of those dogs in that high security yeah. facility will be out in the market yeah. soon. It's time for the rise so of he, the sniffer ibis. So you sniffer ibis. So you're saying Ben Kennedy was a sleeper agent, so to speak, doing a bit of early R&D, was he? A bit of research, a bit of recce stuff, you know? 100%. And we're going to support Ben through this process. Okie dokie. Back in a minute. Fire up. Well, they call me Birdie Dog cause I'm just like a hound Wherever there's a woman, well, that's where I'm found They call me Birdie Dog cause I'm just like a pup Well, I'm always Bird dogging I never give up Bird Dog A Bird Dog Well, Bird Dog and Daddy, I'll get me a woman, you'll see yeah, they call me bird dog cause I'm hunting chicks Everybody wonders how I find them so quick Whenever I hear there's a new girl in town Well, pretty soon she's gonna find me hanging around Bird dog A bird dog Well, bird dog and daddy I'll get me a woman, you'll see change the world. Thank you, everybody. All right, who, who wants ice cream? Come get it. Now, listen, Barack, I want more than ice cream. I want my win from last week that I didn't get. Chris, you, you, what the hell happened to the Dragons last week? Uh, tired, Stephen. Tired. I mean, if you look at the battle of the super coaches, Coach Robinson said yeah. after the origin, I'm going to give my rep boys a rest. They're playing the Gold Coast. We should get a win, and they did. Uh, Mary, under pressure, said, I need my origin stars out there against the hugely popular and hugely talented West Tigers. Yeah. Uh, they got flogged and uh, they're tired and they need a rest. Can I just say, Stephen, in answer to your question, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Stuart Cook, has texted in, there is a skate rink at Penrith. Yes, yep. good news. Still yeah. in full swing, old-fashioned rail skating rink. I imagine they sort of play the sort of music we just heard. Yes. He went there, back there with his uh, partner, Monse, a couple of weeks ago yeah. and they're off to the drive-in after this. Fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, Double hit. There are still... Some cultural institutions yeah, bastions that we clean. of yeah. old school entertainment. Yeah, eventually out of Wetherall Park, there'll be a nightclub. Mm. Just to remind us of what nightclubs used to be like. To remind us of what Sydney, we love you. Yeah. We love you, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> but but what, what what better? Not looking at your phone, but roller skating around a rink and doing some nice sl- slinky moves to maybe the brothers Johnson, you know, oh, stomp. Patrice Russian or something. Yeah. You know what I'm Story saying? Story Letter Twenty Three. Yeah. Well, how glorious would that be? be? Kids, you have no idea what Pat- you're did missing. Did you say Patrice Russian? I did. Wow. 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 <laughs> what about the South Solo? Orchestra. Even better. There you go. Even better. Maybe a little bit of Sylvester just to spice it up a well. little. You know, <laughs> we're a broad church. We're roller skaters. Uh, now, Chris, uh, this uh, this loss was not due to a, a, a mere mortal rugby league team or a mere arrogant, hubris-ridden coach like Trent Robinson. It was down to some other force, some unnatural force, wasn't it? Well, it absolutely was, mm. because it's revelations have come to light this week that this this um, uh, Zelig-like figure, this Zellig-like. almost phantom-like, chameleon-like figure. Did we see figure. him? Did we not? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, can I... He seems somewhat ephemeral. Can mm. I put uh, a finger on this guy? It's someone who's helped a number of sporting organisations mm. achieve greater, if not lasting, mm. success. One of these pops up every season. Usually sometimes it's a medicine or somebody you know, selling certain uh, illicit chemicals out of the back of a truck or Power somebody's bands. got hypnotism. Yeah. yeah. Rugby League is full of these. Energy polarizers. Uh, yeah, you know, like sort of snake oil charmers, you know, men who just appear then disappear but leave their mark. And they've left their mark on Trent Robinson. And the man's name, Bradley Charles Stubbs. <laughs> not Bradley Stubbs. No. Not Stubbsy. Or Bradley C. Stubbs. No. no. Or Brad. <laughs> Bradley, Bradley Charles, Charles Stubbs. Stubbs. Now, now, what he did was he just happened to be wandering past the Roosters' offices at Moore Park uh, not too long ago. Uh, Robbo wasn't there. Uh, he was over there at training. So Stubbs just stumbled, not stumbled, he strolled over casually and watched from a distance for an hour or so. And then when the session was complete, approached the coach and shook his hand. Now, Robbo probably going, mm, probably wants an autograph, you know, love the Roosters, you know. Um, he, but no, he offered him. Get I can't this. imagine many people come up and say, "Hey, mate, I love the Roosters. I, I want an autograph." That, that have, can't be right. Do they have any fans? No, yeah, well, I suppose I've got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like a few one percenters? That was his opening line. Hang on. How would you like a few one percenters? <laughs> 
I had a couple of shady characters at Henson Park come up and offer me the same thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, last yeah. weekend. And yeah. I said, come on, man, I'm just here to enjoy the football. Oh, you didn't say how much? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just raised my eyebrows and yeah, uh, yes, you know, yes, went yes, behind yes. the canteen. I think you better move on, son. There's children here. You know? exactly how would you like a, a few one It's a family occasion. <laughs> on, on how to win the grand final this season. Now, that's why I got Trent's uh, Robbo's eyes went up. Then he went, okay. right." Because, now again, the, the, the life of a rugby league coach would mm. not have every man and his bird dog no. coming up and saying, you want to know how to win the grand final? Yeah, 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 have you got half an hour? Got half an hour. Two hours it took. <laughs> Two hours later, the pair were still standing in the twilight gloom of the car park. Who's the writer here? Andrew Webster, stand up and take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> and again, so much of rugby league occurs in car parks. It does, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, what's that you doing there? Oh, don't worry about it in the ute. You know, do you John, want to win? John Elias's autobiography was 70% of it was set in car yes. parks. Standing in the twilight gloom of the car park. I love that word gloaming. Is that the, at, at Allianz Stadium? <laughs> yes, That's really is. well lit, that car park, isn't it? it yes, it is. Yeah, they've got a bit of money there. They've got a bit of money. Oh, Tibby Cotter Bridge. $18 billion worth of bridge. <laughs> yeah. What a tremendous, 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 tremendous monument that tremendous is. Bridge that is yeah. And now we know who Tibby Cotter was, do we? <laughs> I, I know the name. I, I thought that was a type of preserve. Yes. Would, you, would you like some Tibby Cotter yeah. with your toast? Thank you very much. Yes, yes, how much will it cost me? Uh, they were talking endlessly about the philosophies and the methodology that can help teams climb their respective sporting Everests. <laughs> Run hard, play well. Now, you may not heard of... Well, I had not ever heard of Bradley Charles Stubbs, but now we have. Uh, apparently, he worked with Madge Maguire at South in 2014 when they won the premiership. Okay, tick box number one. Have you heard that story? No. Would you he, like to tell me? So he uh, formed a relationship with Madge Maguire again, probably in a car park somewhere. Yes. And he said, follow me, fo- take my one percenters, mm-hmm. and first of all, you'll feel amazing. So, so Sorry, just to be mathematical, because I'm not. If, you, if you've got more than one percenter, is that not a one percenter? If you've got three one percenters, what's that? I think the, 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 it's a metaphor. Do you it? want to talk mathematics? Yes. Okay. Here's, here's the deal with rugby league. Everyone wants to give 110%, but that's physically impossible, right? Yeah. So your aim can only be 100%. Yeah. The general consensus in rugby league, if you are 5% off your game, uh, i.e. Brisbane Broncos last night v. Yeah. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. St. George, 10%. Right. Yeah. You will lose. Yes. So it, it, you're right. And St. Yeah. George, who, let's face it, were pitiful, yeah. were 90%. I wouldn't use that word so much. <laughs> Sorry, I would. I just did. <laughs> and so basically you're looking for that, Five to ten percent, and you won't find it in one hit. You'll find it yeah, in accumulation yes. so of one percent. And on different areas of, I suppose, of expertise. So if you're Attitude, operating fitness, as, yes, if you're um, operating seventy percent every week, medicine, add a few one percent. Like Ben Kennedy. S- yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, I digress. Okay, so they're the one percent. That's what yeah. he's offering. And he went to Madge McGuire and said, "Take a couple of these." Mm-hmm. And I said, "You'll feel great." And also, <laughs> follow my advice. And I say, if South Sydney does not win the 2014 Premiership, yeah. I will personally surgically remove my pinky finger. Jesus. In an odd echo of what happened to Angus Crichton in subsequent yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Madge Maguire, in order to get access to Took my says, you've got to take on the same deal. Wow. So Madge had a pinky on the line in 2014, which explains a lot, doesn't it? It does. Because so, they got the win, but yeah. he's been pretty uptight ever since. He has been very uptight, yes. So, okay, so, and therefore you'd have to suggest, where would you put your premiership ring finger? Obviously, it's either, either the finger or the ring. Right. And, right, and they got the ring. And Bradley Charles Stubbs yeah. is uh, one of the yeah. proud owners of one of the 73 yeah. Yeah. premiership rings forged by Mr. Beard himself, Russell Crowe. Yes, and uh, gee whiz, he's looking old, isn't he? No, he's not. He's He's in character, Stephen. He's in character. He's a right. tremendous actor. If you actually spruce Russell up, yep. you think he's just stepped off the set of Beautiful Mind or something okay, like well, that. Well, he looks fantastic. Well, I'll unpack that a little later. <laughs> so I'd imagine this deal was not just done behind closed door. Russell and one of his henchmen were watching this deal and said, <laughs> I've got you both. If you don't win the premiership, you're both going to lose a pinky. Well, let's, fa- let's face like it. Like Yakuza style, right? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, the contract was uh, it's signed in the presence of Russell. Right. And that really gives it a gravitas oh, because, gravitas. you know, He'll take the finger off if needs be. Because all you got to do is lower the voice about five or six notes, like down an octave nearly. That's right. And I'm Russell. Oh, I'm, I'm my command. Show me your pinky. We're going to put a little, little mark now, a little red texture he had <laughs> on both of them. And they could never forget that That's right. for the whole year. Phew, thank a lot, goodness. a lot of pressure on the players. Thank goodness South won that year too. Anyway, so here's no. one win for no, him. I don't think so. And then it says he started working with Graham, he being Bradley Charles Stubbs. Yes. Started working with uh, Graham Arnold, otherwise known as Arnie, uh, and ended up losing three matches in two years. As Arnie lapped up Stubbs' advice about predicting scorelines in advance, if your belief is strong, you can manifest it. Now, there's a t shirt fire up, should I have? <laughs> 
I tell yeah, you, belief what, is if strong. I knew it was about belief, my yeah. whole life would have changed. You know, I think it would be true. That's, you're talking about Sydney FC, of course, the yes, football club. I'm only imagining that Arnie didn't fully embrace the philosophy if they lost a few matches straight away. But then they went, they came good, I believe. Well, part of Bradley Charles' Stubbs' philosophy yeah. is we learn some things from losing, just don't learn too much. Don't learn too much, because no. they're not the 1%ers then. That's they're right. negatives. Yeah. Then that's right, you're starting yeah. to dip. Okay, um, now he then worked with Michael Checker at the Wallabies. Oh, my God, this man is brave or what? He's available. He's available, yeah. He came within a whisker of winning the 2015 Rugby World Cup. Well, he obviously didn't make the bet about the pinky with Checker, did he? Well, you can't, it's Rugby Union. You can't, you can't possibly... No, Because there's, there's too many things that are just too random. Right, right. So no pinky bet Good there. result, though. Okay. Um, then he... Apparently he's moved around a fair bit, but uh, anyway... On it goes. Let's just, just follow this story down the path. He started working with Eddie Jones and the English rugby team then. Yeah, and they, yeah. Had, a, they had a flowering success. And again, one of the things of working with Bradley Charles Stubbs is it doesn't last. No. Well, look, Chris, you're, you're not as young as these kiddies today who believe that you can only stay in a job for three months. Otherwise, there's something wrong with you because yeah, you're not you don't need the job. Yep. The job needs you, so yep. you keep moving. In the olden days, people would stay in one job their whole life. Clung on desperately. So I don't know which angle we're taking here with this. Uh, Rick, uh, oh, Char- Bradley Charles Stubbs Bradley- is very much a, a young person's uh, yeah. heart. Right. And, and, uh, and, of course, where did he finally end up? He ended up with Trent. Yeah. Have you noticed any difference in Robbo this year? Oh, yeah. Jeez, I, I, whenever I see him on the television at press conferences and things, I sort of glaze over. I suddenly find myself, my mind starts wandering like it's, nearly like it's been paralysed. It's, it's like the chicane song. He's got the thousand-yard stare, right? Thousand yard stare, and, yeah. and, and everyone is saying Robbo is grumpy. Yeah. I want to take you back to the 1989 Ashes tour. That far? And Alan Border, who, let's face it, was a bon vivant, a tremendous character. Funny. Always funny. You can always see him holding up the bar later. Yeah, Hilarious joke teller. Love the wine. Story teller. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rack on to yeah, and, yeah. and he accepted all teams. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter what team you were, we were yeah. playing you, a World Cup, yeah. please come, be in my circle. He's a people man. Right. And he realised that this is why Australian cricket was absolutely down the tubes. So he went to that tour and David Gower came up and said, Hey, B, it's good to see you. I can't do the English accent, obviously. No. And he just went, hur, hur, hur. <laughs> Captain Grumpy. Yeah. Right? It, and they went on to spectacular success. Ah, so Robbo, who was always affable and prepared to chat, now he barely talks at these press conferences. Mm-hmm. And he's come, and we've been wondering, where is all these yes. aphorisms about front door, eyes up footy? Well, footy. this makes no sense at all. Ah, now it's starting to add up. Makes sense, yes. It's this, come from the Whisperer. Bradley... Charles Stubbs. Stubbs. He wasn't known as the Whisperer until that point, and apparently the English press dubbed Stubbs the Coach Whisperer. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what, what's come to light today? Mm. There are unconfirmed reports he also works for Amway. Is that, that right? right? Is that right? So, Robbo, if you actually go to Robbo at the back of Robbo's car after that initial meeting, it's full of cleaning yeah, products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning products Look, and, that he can really and, and use. Just to hone his skills, if you ever, like, you know, you go up to sort of the Bondi Junction railway station, you know those people that are always sort of advocating for charity causes, he's up there just polishing his skills yeah. all the time. Yeah. But he says here, uh, apart from being the 1% of man, I am a high-performance expect-to-win coach. Quote, expect to win coach. Right. But he's not a coach. He's a whisperer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a bit, I think he's a bit of humor. Coach's coach, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I teach people how to win before the event. Well, isn't that the nature of coaching? Before the event? You don't coach it after you've lost. You know? I'm a good after the event coach. Yeah. I look at everything at how, from how our team trains to how they perform in the media, and I can see the energy was all scattered. I teach them how to accumulate it all together. So he gathers the energy together, puts it into a bag. Remember Ronnie Palmer did that earlier in the year? Put it all in a box, magic dust, energy. Yeah, that's yeah, what you do. Yeah, yeah. He used to throw it over the players that's as they right. ran out. Yeah, we're not going to make the eight. Thanks, Ronnie. I visualise with how I'm going to work with people. Um, the Roosters have kept Stubbs' involvement in closely guarded secret, although he was at Robertson's coach box against the Dragons the other night. Was he? Yeah. He's in the box. Mm-hmm. Ah. Now, uh, he says it's all about us. They don't talk about the opposition, nothing about their, you know, it's all about words like hope, want, and maybe a band. So see if you can trick him into Robbo into saying one of those words at the press conference next time you see him. <laughs> That'd be good. All right. Uh, and on it goes. This man is a man to watch. So, so, but but <laughs> more revelations this morning. As I said, it doesn't last, and the relationships can fracture. So the Roosters need to think about a post-Bradley Charles Stubbs era. Yep. Because apparently last week, Bradley Charles Stubbs was spotted at the Allianz Stadium Cafe Azure where he bumped into the current South Sydney CEO, Blake Solly. Ah. And he went up to him and he said, 
you pointing to the South Sky, yeah. you are going to win only three of your last six games. Ooh. We, referring yeah. to the Roosters, are going to win the minor premiership, go and win the premiership. Whoa. Uh, Bradley Charles Stubbs then continued his assessment of where and why things will go wrong at the Rabbitohs. Mm-hmm. And then Solly had to point out, mate, I'm in the middle of a business meeting. The coach whisperer said at that point, can I get a photo? And Solly politely declined. I want to, look, we want to put the text out. If anybody can find a photo of this coach whisperer, 0409-945-945 or anything else. An audio sample of his voice. Oh, man. Maybe a manual. Yes. Uh, maybe an Amway catalogue. He's a, Exactly. It might be a photo of the front or the back. He's an enigma, this man. He's wandering around the hall, the corridors of rugby league, looking for photos, offering advice and one presenters. And, Stephen, I think he's hypnotised Trent Robinson. I think I need a little bit of time to think. Feel calm now, Chris. Yeah, it's good. I was a bit too fired up. Then. It's, yeah, it's nice to have a chance to think. Yeah, I, had I to mean, think. I think if we follow the whisperer's advice, clear our minds, and, and for us, it takes about ten seconds. Yeah, mind cleared, mind cleared. No whispering needed. Uh, look, uh, we stand behind Maddie. We do stand behind Maddie. Yeah, or with him, or we, or in the modern rugby league parlance, mm. we're getting around Maddie. We're getting around Maddie now. Maddie Checkin, of course. Uh, the only referee ever to be deemed important and good enough to be on fire up uh, has announced uh, basically retirement from Australian Rugby League at the end of the season, which is coming up in a number of weeks, Chris, really. And he will have achieved a great milestone along the way, which is 300 first-grade games. Yes. Something to be admired, yes. respected and applauded. Yes. Um, this is a very intriguing situation because uh, there have been a lot of whispers about why the game's number one referee was sort of basically being put out to pasture whilst the state of origin was on. We kept thinking that it was the evil Suttons or the evil referees or some sort of gossip Archer. Moment. Archer. You don't, Archer. Say, you don't say Archer, do you? You say Archer. Archer. So uh, he did a big tell-all today with the uh, Andrew Webster. He's got the scoops at Webby, doesn't he? Webby's got the scoops, I wish yeah. we could get him back in here, but he's you know got some relationship with you know 2KY or something. Too busy. Yeah. He's, Too busy. He's, well, how can you... <laughs> let me tell you. We'll talk about how other people feel about an hour of their time. And if you look at the opportunity to spend an hour with us, no wonder we've had such a short get list, guest list this year. Because mm. I tell you, I'm out there trying. Producer Pat's out there trying. So we'd love you to come on fire up. And they go, yeah, yeah, get back to me, mate. Are we on Actually, the nose, I'm in, I'm in a business meeting. Are we on the nose? <laughs> well, we're, we're smelling a little odd. Oh, I mean, we'd send the, uh, the sniffer ibis into overdrive, I think, Stephen. Well, that's right. When we when you've got a phalanx of uh, uh, bin chickens out the front here, it scares most of them off. They walk down the corridor and they go, oh, I'm not coming in there. Might have been a miscalculation about us to sort of turn the FBI studios into a bit of a training facility for said ibises. Exactly. Now, uh, this is... Well, the revelation, of course, was that Matt Checken, um basically it's harassment of the highest order, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. that's you not know, good. And it's not from in, internal in the industry. It's from... It's the external. It's the fans. It's from fans. Who would have thought? And, Again. And, and we also could point the finger at Channel 9, Bray Hadley last night. Andrew Johns, all of them. What? Hey? What were you doing listening to Channel 9 last night? Somebody told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I watched it. I try to turn the sound down when Ray Hadley comes on. But, you know, inevitably you need something, you know. So what, you sort of like, during the play-by-play, you, you go, you anticipate when the colour commentary comes up. And Hadley's, you know, like dog-calling tones come on. <laughs> down, down. And then you sense that Joey's got something to say and he's the eighth immortal, you turn it up. Turn it up again, exactly, yeah. So uh, can you tell us some of the backstory of what happened in New Zealand with uh, Matty Check and Chris? Look, I just think that uh, uh, Matt was presiding over the World Cup semi-final yep. between Tonga and New Zealand. No, it wasn't New Zealand, it was Tonga and England of course. And England had a very comfortable lead and then mm. Tonga made an absolute surge and there was a a, a play involving a knock-on with Andrew Fafita. It mm. would, had that try been allowed... Playing would, for Tonga. Yeah, would have yeah. given Tonga the chocolates, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah. and I think, you know, on the balance, it was he didn't go to the video ref. He backed mm. himself. Good on him. Which is what Chechen has done all his career, all his career. Stephen. Yes, yes. And there should be more of it. Absolutely. We all stand behind Chechen. Can, can I say, you know this debate about more or less bunker and more or less video technology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand in the school of get rid of yeah. the lot. Yes. Is there anything... Less exciting for me to go and see the Rooster score a try against you guys and then have to wait, wait. for the video ref to confirm it? Is it any more painful being on the other end of it? <laughs> I just want to be out of so it. Take, I try. It takes the air out of the balloon for the winner and it just makes the, the, the loser suffer more. It says here that after the game, his phone rang. It was the New Zealand police. Uh-huh. With bin chickens or with dogs? 
Well, I mean, that's another they, market. Because they're normally progressive than we are. They're I, normally ahead of us. You know, if I, if I went to the cultural cliche, I'd say that they had um, drug detection sheep. But I, but, but I wouldn't do that. Kiwi birds? Well, now, now if we can find the buggers. If we can transfer the IP mm-hmm. around the training of the Ibises mm-hmm. to the Kiwis, yep. because they'd be a beautiful complementary force because the Ibises have one issue, which is sort of size-related. They can't get into certain nooks and crannies. The Kiwis would just be a beautiful backup. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> the whole avian... Detection team. It just sounds so attractive, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't it? Now, this is what's interesting is that I think that their police force, Peter Dutton, take note, <laughs> uh, are ahead of us in this game. It says here, we picked up hundreds and hundreds of messages and they are death threats, the leading referee was told. We've contacted your family members because they've been targeted as well. Now, how good are these New Zealand police if they've already detected without him knowing about hundreds and hundreds of messages going to his phone and also alerted his family in Australia? For some reason, I've never been able to understand why, but maybe now I do, that about 80% of the police reality shows on Australian TV are actually set in New Zealand. And, and, and they're obviously you enthusiastic. You, you do still run into some protocols. They said, look, we've made the executive decision to ring up your family first before we've mentioned it to you. He's, I mean, he's getting changed for the game. That's right. Yeah. He's getting slept on the back for a good game. Meanwhile, the family's in meltdown. Oh, well, it says here, don't leave the hotel. Gee, that'd shake you up. We'll pick you up and take you to the airport and rush you out back to Australia where you'll be picked up by the Australian Federal Police. No wonder he's giving up. Wow. I mean, I think all rugby... Escorted out of a country by the police. I think all rugby league fans, we need to take take, take a good, long, hard look at ourselves Mm. because how good a referee was Matt Chechen. I mean, he allowed the game to flow when it should. Mm -hmm. He called 33 penalties in the Storm Sharks because we all agreed that was the way it should be done. Of course. And look... And did he... Did he not send off... Well, you know, like, I, I think what everyone will have pause to reflect about our behaviour as a result of this. They'll also reflect on what a magnificent career Matt has brought to the officiating game. Mm-hmm. And call me crazy, yes. but don't be surprised if you wake up for your cornflakes on Australia Day mm. and you'll have found an mm. OIM to yes, Matt Chechen. Yes. in the mail. And, and it will not say for services to rugby league. Yeah. It will not say for services to refereeing. It mm. will say for sending Cameron Smith to the sin bin. Yes. And that's that's enough for a medal for me. Look, I put it to you, Chris, that not even a man of Keanu Reeves' stature could look into the eyes of the devil and send him off the field. Well, Cooper Cronk couldn't do it. Co- Cooper couldn't do it. No, he just he's says su- everything's fine. Everything's great. Yeah. Whereas Matty Chicken had the nerve. He, he's a humble man. Very he humble. He doesn't have that nerve, but he had the nerve to look Satan in the eyes and say, Satan, you're off. First time ever. It's not so much nerve as he had the um, self-belief, mm-hmm. the integrity, and the vision to send Cameron yep. Smith to the Zimbabwe. Now, interesting enough, another one of the good guys that's come on fire up, Toddy Greenberg. Oh, Mr. Can you? I just want to say, yeah. on this particular occasion, I know we will Please. be talking about the immortal Stephen, but yeah. to Mr. Greenberg, yeah. his his entire family, entire, both extended. biological and NRL, yes. our very best wishes yeah. and our esteemed gratitude for everything that you do for and, this and game. And hope you have a good run-up to Christmas. Uh, just, like, trouble-free. Trouble-free. Okay. So apparently after the game... <laughs> but get rid of the bunker. Sorry. When he saw that decision made by Chicken against uh, Tonga and Fafita, and we love our Tongan friends, of course. And we do. Though uh, they're bloodthirsty lot when they want to be. Some of them. We think they're a peaceful... <laughs> You know, harmony Most singing, uh, carver drinking, but you know, some of them are bloodthirsty and they wanted to put some harm pa- on him. It's just passion, Steve. It's <laughs> passion, just passion of rugby league. Uh, Toddy gave him a high five at the end of the game. Great. And said, We want to back you. That's the sort of stuff we want. Guys like you, you know. Now, others viewed it differently. The sheer volume of messages to check in social media accounts and that of his family set off alarms. So the, they've got this automatic alarm system from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Did you know that, Chris? No. I did not know that. Uh, he said, my son got hit, my partner got hit, my mum got hit with death threats. Checking 44 reveals. I started thumbing through my phone and there were more than a thousand messages. It's not good, is it? Not good. They were vile. I've never had that before in my whole career, even after Origins and Grand Finals. Well, I think 1999, I would have sent one to bloody... <laughs> You know, the greatest referee of all. W. Harrigan. W. Harrigan. Anyway, that's another story. I've never had that before in my whole career. Even after, I'm not saying I'm one of those people, Chris. <laughs> Except after the 1999, we lost to Melbourne. <laughs> you know, but doesn't it always come down to whenever people start getting upset with the referees, mm-hmm. they quite rightly point out the number of errors that players made. Didn't one A. Mundine make a couple of he mistakes. He backed himself and didn't see the foot coming. They kicked the ball. That's another story. Anyway, the house was put on alert. I was picked up from the airport by the federal police. But it was really, really serious. I don't like attention as a referee. I want to do my job without any fuss and bother. He, as he quite rightly says, if you're a player and you make a mistake, you don't get demoted the next week. 
If you made 15 mistakes, you would. Sure. But not one or two. Yeah. But the referees get demoted straight away. Yeah, and that, that probably does merit a rethink. I think the mm. Archer point system that apparently is in place where yeah. you just get dock points for every error. Yeah. I think you've got to have... I think, like we say, if refereeing is about having a feel for the game, I think you have to have a feel for the quality. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a measurable thing where miss the offside call, dock your two points. I, d- mm. I don't get that. Mm. I, I don't mm. get that. No, I don't get that. I think there's a lot of... You get a lot of things, but you don't get that. A lot of learning that can come out of this, Stephen. Learnings. Yeah, thank mm. you. Learnings. Learnings, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plural, yeah. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, I'm done. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's off to the UK if the opportunity arises to do some Super League work just to take the heat out of this whole situation. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I've watched a bit of Super League and it's definitely a more relaxed environment, I think. Yeah, there's not much attention there, isn't it? No. And, uh, you know, they're more than likely to take, want to take you to the pub afterwards for a, for a beer and that's a pint or whatever they call it over there. Uh, look, I'm done for this section too. You're done? Yeah, I'm done and, and, and just... Congratulations, Matt Chechen. I'm sorry it's had to finish this way, way yeah. but well, we love your work. Rugby league's not about love, it's about hate. That's true. Mm-hmm. on the field of rugby league that are to be admired that goes without saying but indeed and more importantly it is their performances as human beings in the field of life generally that makes Brayton Astor and Brett Kamali the people they really are great ambassadors for this game and for their families and for life dare I say it and isn't it interesting because the criteria for the rugby league immortals which was added to earlier this week yes it's completely about your performance on the rugby league field, and it takes no account of, a, of yes. who you are as a human, which is why Braith and Astor and Brett Kamali will never be immortals. Exactly. Uh, they may be ambassadors in life for their families and their, the, the, the good name of the churches they came from or their suburbs, but not as footy players. Just, no. just solid. And, and, and on the other side of things, Andrew Johns, of course, uh, a flawed man off the field. On the field, perfect. Infallible? But Definitely immortal. Definitely But immortal. We could go through a number of stories about Andrew John's <laughs> colourful life off the field, but we won't do it right now. Any texts, Stephen? Many texts. Chris, many, many amusing texts. There was an MMS video picture of the coach whisperer. It looked similar to a man that you know about. The Bhagwan Rajneesh. The Rajneesh. The, the orange people leader. Uh, there was a great one. Uh, maybe we could rename this uh, this bird we've been talking about, the Ben Chicken. Yes, that's As opposed a good idea. to the Bin Chicken or Matt Chicken. <laughs> 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 the Ben Chicken. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Matt would like to come on in a sponsorship opportunity for yeah. our business. Yeah. The uh, Chickens, Ben Chickens. I don't, mind, I don't, mind, don't mind it. How good is merch from Toddy? Especially emotional love merch. Well, mm. keep watching this space, Todd. Careless whispers and uh, a big nod to the people of Newtown. A big win with that mural that was defaced and those that did it, those Christian zealots, were charged. Were they? They were. Well, they'll, they'll get the day in court. You speak about yeah. the Jets. Albie Tallarico says he knows the coach whisperer. Well, yeah, which explains a lot. He does look funny in the eye, doesn't he? And, and, and I got a text saying, uh, best hour of radio a week, keep it up, Leonie Gale. That's my mother. No, and also a guy called Michael Cotterwitz. Okay. Hello, Cotter. Wonderful. Um, now it says here, there's been suggestions of uh, somebody's experienced the coach, coach whisper at a corporate work meeting last year. Um, I think we may all still be hypnotised. Yes, yeah, Robbo's style. Robbo's yeah. just is, it's a slight zombification. Now, since we're talking about all things bird, mm. the parrot. No, has no. been squawking, hasn't stopped squawking <laughs> about his, his cutting, his emission from been being one of deluxe. From the voting panel for the Immortals. Now, apparently the Immortals are, well, let's just pull this apart before we back, get back to the chicken. I mean, the, sorry, the, the parrot. <laughs> <laughs> the Immortals, Chris, uh, originally started by a magazine, yes, taken right. over by the NRL, Rugby because everybody really loved the concept so much. Yeah. Uh, to be an Immortal means you live forever. 
That is correct. And generally, the tone of things, correct? Uh, to be recognised for your skills in your area of expertise, which in this case happens to be rugby league, forever. Originally, they had some uh, guidelines as to who you could vote for, and originally it was you had to have seen them play, which of course cut out of half of the great history of rugby league. And they've changed those rules. Of course, rugby league—that's the whole. The purpose of rugby league is to change the rules to make it a better game. For which, which is why it's tough for referees because they keep changing the rules. They keep changing the rules exactly. Uh, now, um, who was dismissed from this panel recently? Who as irrelevant? Okay, so the decisions that were made on Wednesday night at a gala event that neither you or I were invited to. Yeah, thank you. There was a panel, an esteemed panel, a lot of big names on there. Mr. Greenberg. Hello, Todd. Yes. Steve Crawley from Fox Sports. Gus Gould. Bobby Fulton. Like, Mm. really eminent. Mm. Joey Johns actually... Gus Gould was asked, how did Joey Johns go in that four-hour meeting uh, where they were making the final oh, he, decisions? So the, 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 what can I say? the immortals that are around still That's right. are allowed to vote as well. That's right. Yeah. And he said, Joey phoned in sick and did it by oh, phone. goodness gracious. <laughs> That's right. But excluded from the panel were the likes of Jeff mm. Prenoff, one of the former editors of Rugby League Week. It's a bit rough, isn't it? He certainly thinks so. I thought so. some connection with the past would be a good thing. You would have thought, you know, mm. there was a lineage there. Mm. Ian Heads, who was on this show last year, and fantastic mm. to have him on. He was there and he actually chaired the meeting. Right. So there, you can make your own comparisons, Heads v. Prenner. Okay. But then it gets almost hard to take, Stephen. Come on, tell me, hit me with it. Phil, Buzz, Rothfield, excluded. No, 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 no. The man who took over the mantle as the, the, the greatest thinker version in rugby league. He, uh, he's the only man that can call the, the, the whole code in crisis, which we pretend to, but he does. Editor at large. Editor at large. That doesn't have his own desk. No. Not large enough, apparently. <laughs> you can't stroll that far. Raymond, Bolts, Hadley. No, this is getting worse, isn't it? I mean, the institutional mm. memory and mm. appreciation of the game locked up in these that, gentlemen. Those, 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 that DNA. To not include them mm. speaks volumes. And it means that I was wondering whether I could trust the decisions that yeah. I heard on Wednesday night. Uh, I now know that I can't. Yeah, are we, are we now thinking that, uh, that the whole game, the whole code of rugby league is now on the nose at 2GB? We, like, I actually think they've cancelled their coverage this weekend. I would imagine so. Yeah, they'll be, because they'll be covering the Sydney not, Swans, Stephen. The Sydney Swans, the red and whites, the bloods. You really want to stir the pot, don't you? Eh? Well, sorry, there's, a, there's another team that has taken the great red and white colours in the city, is there? That's correct. And they're called the Bloods? That's, again, correct. Are they, where are they from? From Melbourne, are they? South Melbourne. How, what, and they play in Sydney? They, they do play in the Sydney. The temerity, yeah. the hubris. Yeah, the relocation. Okay. Well, you, you, you were next to the Illawarra. Like, that was our like region. Like Germany are next to Dayton back in the day. Germany claimed a lot of territory. You're right. You're right. So, now, so I don't know what you're talking but about, you, but, but, it's, but it's worse, Stephen. It's even yeah, worse. Sorry. Are you, t- are you telling me that, that, that Ray Hadley has, has been omitted from a panel of experts about rugby league and who should be actually rewarded for their skills? That's, I, I, That's what you're telling I'm, me. I'm not telling you. I'm informing you. I'm, I'm explaining and, to you. And we know that Ray is never one to hold a grudge. No. no. Oh, no, he accepted the, the decision. Gracefully. We, Stood we, down gracefully. I understand. Barely a whisper out of him. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, yeah. Alan Jones. Uh, no, not Alan. Alan Jones was rung by Frank Pulitua, who uh, was entrusted by Mr. Greenberg, hello, Mr. Greenberg, yeah. uh, to... That was a very clever political move. Uh, yeah, <laughs> execute the Immortals concept, yeah. culminating in the gala yeah. event on Sunday night, oh. Wednesday night at the SCG that neither you or I are invited to. Thank you very much, Todd. And apparently he rang up in the lead-up to the event and said, Alan, Frank Pulitua, how are you? Mm. I love the show. Frank's a big man, right? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love the show. Mm. I think you, you know, you're fighting for the battler. Yeah. I feel like you are from Struggle Street, despite you living in the toaster. <laughs> the key. <laughs> but we've looked at the various pedigrees. Have you ever the... tried to struggle up that way, though? Cause <laughs> it's pretty difficult. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, during Vivid, it is. <laughs> you can't even walk down the street. You, you get shepherded out no. down to George Street. But if you've got the limo. <laughs> The limo with the eggs out the back, that's okay. Anyway, carry on. So we looked at the pedigree of potential candidates to nominate the Immortals, and we've we've landed on you, Mr. Jones. We think you're really important, because we've looked at your contribution to the game. We've double-checked the details. So what are the details, Chris, of Alan Jones' contribution to rugby league? I think he was coach of the Balmain Tigers, I think, 91 and 93. How'd they go? Otherwise known as the Dark Ages. (laughs) Failed... Failed to make the semi-finals. Yeah, right, right. Um, uh, uh, the the failed Darren Clark experiment, turning the 400-metre track sprinter yeah. into a rugby league player who just dwelt in reserve grade before he quietly walked away. Right, cross. Brought, brought in an unexplained executive position in South City Rabbitohs, oh, no. who also went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, cross. Anyway, it took Pulitzer an hour to invite Jones, yeah. and Jones gratefully accepted. And then, of course, in the lead-up, the PR to the voting event, mm. he wondered where his invitation was. Ah, so just 
overlooked, accidentally didn't get in the mail. So his PA rang, made the appropriate calls, yeah, yeah. and said, I'm sorry, services are not required. Not, not required. Not required. <laughs> this is Alan Jones we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And Alan sends off, bangs off a tweet, right, so everyone can know what he's thinking. Just, <laughs> just, thi- what? just thinking of this immortal fiasco... In the rugby league, I guess it's another case of plumbers trying to do open heart surgery. Not up to it, NRL. <laughs> hey, plumbers, eh? She was. That's a, that's a knock on everybody, I yeah, think. Yeah. And he's and of course he's quite right. So you know, I, I I sort of switched off the actual event because I knew he wasn't part of the decision making. <laughs> but the most important thing is he said Frank Polatour wasted an hour of my time. Oh, his precious time. So like anyone who listens to this show, they look back and they go, you know what, I just wasted an hour of time. my time. Now, one would suggest that there was a link to be drawn here, and if I was a conspiracy theorist, something's gone down with 2GB. Mm. Two members of 2GB, off. Mm. Now, now, Frank must be a very, very, very considerable sort of talent, um, a wise man of the highest order. Anybody who can sit across the immortal body and make those decisions must be beyond immortal themselves. They must have, first of all, I guess, an understanding in theology. Philosophy, they, they religion, would, yeah, would would cover all the major religions and yep. probably a few of the subcategories as well. Yes, yes. Uh, B, I think you mentioned cosmologist. Cosmologist, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to understand first of all physics, the Big Bang theory. You'd yep. have to have Stephen Hawking's ability. Well, Hawking in the back pocket. I mean, yep. Hawking and Pulitzer were constantly in constantly contact. Constantly in touch. In the yes, yes. And 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 maybe still, given Frank's contacts and range, even in the lead up to this week's decision, he yeah. was still somehow. Getting telemetry from Stephen Hawking about telemetry. how to handle this. Right. You know? So you're saying he has a medium of sorts to the afterlife or the... There are so many unanswered questions, Stephen. <laughs> I don't think we can determinately say that those things aren't real, right, that, he, okay. that you can't communicate with those who've moved on to another dimension. Yes, yes. Because what he's actually doing is facilitating a process with certain individuals because of their ability with the pigskin yes. are going to be sent to a different place to the rest of us, yes, Stephen. Yes, forever. A, a, a rugby league Valhalla. Yep. A place, the Hall of Heroes, mm. where they would dine on huge long tables wearing Viking hats, mm. <laughs> and you, you, you're with the other guys. Dining on parrot, right. can I say? <laughs> That's right. That's Roast parrot. Sort of. Probably served by Buzz <laughs> Rothfield. And, and I've got to say, it's a really, really important job because mm. I don't know if I'd had that skill, that I'd want to end up in a huge Norse mythological dining hall, no. pickle parrots served by Buzz Rothfield with a bunch of St. George <laughs> dragons because the bloody immortals is full of dragons and they threw a couple of extras in last Wednesday night. Can I distract you for a moment there? No. With Ray Hadley picking up the plates. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment to wrap this thing up. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up, and I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. Pertinent question, Chris. Who wants to live forever? And Freddie Mercury, I'd imagine, didn't. Yeah, I, I think the answer to it is depends. It depends, doesn't it? And uh, my, my, my question goes, uh, some people believe in the afterlife. You know, there's a heaven, there's a hell, there's a purgatory. I think purgatory has been dropped now, officially. I think. Oh, really? I don't know what they're going to do about St. Patrick's Cave up in, uh, in Ireland, you know, where purgatory is apparently just underneath. But anyway... Turn I, it on more. <laughs> McDonald's, you reckon? <laughs> KFC. Um, and then, of course, there is reincarnation, which which enters into a whole other thing. Uh, if you're an immortal and you uh, believe in reincarnation, can you then, if you, 
Well, if you're immortal, you can't come back as anything better, can you? Do you start again? Do you come back as the cockroach and work no, no, your way back in? No, you've reached the apotheosis of where you're going, Stephen. And, again, and I, then what? And again, I just simply, I just want to get on the public record that, yep, yeah, terrific, sticks proven, fantastic. Still proven. Ten premierships as captain of St George Dragons. In case you guys get carried away, Frank Burge played 16 games for the Dragons and he played the vast majority of his mm-hmm. football career for the Glebe Dirty what do you Reds. Say? So don't claim him. All I right? didn't claim him. Do not claim him. I didn't claim him. It's on the record. Course, alternatively, I go the one Balmain guy in the Immortals, of course, is Arthur Beetson. Yes, well, I'm not going to say a word. He played for a number of teams, didn't he? He did. <laughs> he did, as opposed to Norm Proven. Yeah, Sticks. <laughs> sticks. Now, uh, I'll tell you a man who would love to, I'm sure would love to have immortality, and he's celebrating just a mere 25 years as chairman, Nick Politis. <laughs> Do we bow and scrape now? Please. Yeah? Yeah. Nick Politis, I am sure, is watching over that, that little digit of the coach whisperer very closely this yeah, year. None of, none of this would be happening without Nick's full involvement no, and no. Um, acquiescence. Horses run away. When, you, when you're near Nick, your horses fret. Unless you're Chiquata, which doesn't get out of the barrier. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, like, it's, it's, like, it's like young Frankenstein, isn't it? Every time yeah. they said Frau Blucher, <laughs> like Politis. Yeah. So Nick's celebrating 25 years. Did he have an event? He's about to. Uh, whereabouts is this event happening? Alpha Restaurant, Castle Ray Street. Alpha. Does, it, does right that say it all? Place so does I can that get say it all? It certainly does. Now tell me this. I hope that Alan Jones is invited. I'm looking at the list. Mm-hmm. And here are the names that I don't see on the list. Yes. Jeff Prenner. Yes. Buzz Rothfield. Yes. Ray Adley. Yes. And Alan Jones. Jesus. Must be the male, Chris. But I do see Sonny Bill Williams. Wow. I do see uh, people who voted on the Immortals panel like Phil Gould. Mm-hmm. Um, Monsignor John Quayle will be there. <laughs> Sam Ayub, the people's champion. Yeah. <laughs> Mini, Minicello? Yeah, of course. Uh, zombie Trent Robinson? Jeez, <laughs> have to They've be, taken my brain away. He'll, he'll have to be shown the entrance. Yeah, yeah. And they'll just prop Robbo up. Yeah, yeah. And he'll just be going front door, eyes up sort of stuff. Do you think they'll put, to start the whole thing, a screen will drop and the eyes of the coach whisperer will just look at the crowd and just go, believe in what I say. Well, I'd be cautious going to this dinner that, in fact, it's yeah. not just a setup, yeah. you know, for, yeah. to get politicised, yeah, which yeah. is to be hypnotised yeah. by the whisperer. Coach whisperer, Whose yeah. name is? Bradley Charles Stubbs, Stubbs. Uh, and then it gets better. You got Rico there. You got yeah. Mark, Mister Boris, Boris. Yes, yes. Money and, bags. Yep. <laughs> Wayne Beavis, the the is Prince there, of Agents. There's retired a few now. agents there, aren't there? Yeah, there's a few agents. Don't tell me it's Coda NASA there. Coda NASA. You know, is you know there. that Coda NASA to stay hard and tough would sleep on the floor in hotels. That's right. You go yeah. to five star hotels. I, I and think just you and Brad used to talk about that a bit all the time. Yeah. We love Coda NASA for that. Yeah, stay yeah. hard, Coda. There will be 15-minute speeches from Coach Robbo. I don't think you'll get to 15 minutes. No. John Quayle and Phil Gould. So that's 45 minutes that you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. They want replicate. They wanted the 2002 and 13 Premiership trophies. Yeah. They approached the NRL about the 2013 trophy, which is the current one, and they said, can we get a replica made? And they said, you can for 20000 Let me tell you, they know how to find a dollar now at the NRL. Mm-hmm. They've really turned the corner there. And Nick loves golf, correct? He does love golf. Now, we're assuming it's where Donnie Brook or, or Bonnie Doon. I think he's a Bonnie Doon guy. Bonnie Doon. You know, there's the Australian, Same, the Lakes, yes, Royal Sydney. Yes, I think he's, he'd be Bonnie okay. Doon. So I imagine the CEO of that course would be there as well. If, absolutely. Surely the, surely he's got a spare 20000 just to throw for a, a new a new cup, a new shield. Well, you know, there were other things that had to be... I mean, he's, he's, he's suffered some losses yeah. on the golf course recently. Do you know what's on the menu? A la Cooper Cronk. Do you know what's on the menu? Well, it's Greek food. It'll be it'll be bountiful. Alpha male. Yes. There'll be yeah. um, uh, musica at yeah, the heart of it, yeah, yeah. and uh, all sorts of things. Yes. Um, I, I imagine one thing that they you know political sensitivity will kick in. Yes, there won't be roast chicken. No, because I mean that's just like that's, that, you can't bring chicken can't on the meal on, the, on the menu. But there will be a congratulatory <laughs> video yeah. from Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Right. And well, if we can get the, if we get access to that vision, yeah. we will play the audio here. I'd imagine they'd be serving up rabbit. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit right across Massive the menu. plates yeah. of rabbit stew. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 the, will... and the book of, you know, when they bring out the, the flaming dessert? Yes. Uh, It'll be the, the book at, of at, at, Exactly. At the centre of On the, fire. What do they call that stuff that, when it's on fire, that, that dessert? I can't even remember. It's got yes. a French name. Yes. It'll occur to me. But there'll be a book of feuds in the middle of it. It made right. out of icing sugar. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I believe Tony Bennett. Crepe Suzette. Tony is Bennett's it? performing, right? <laughs> I know he's not Greek. Or Nana Mascuri. 
Right. <laughs> Yet she's a woman. Though. Any women on this list? You, you, you will have uh, Vangelis yeah. will be there. Vangelis. <laughs> uh, there'll be a hologram a la Tupac Shakur of uh, Demis Roussos. Yes. <laughs> um, in Captain. And who can forget the fact that Vangelis and Demis Roussos were in a band together called Aphrodite's Child? Wow. I certainly haven't forgotten wow. that. Hey, why are all things And Greek? Yanni. Yanni. Because Yanni and Rugby League, yeah. as we hand know, have gone hand. hand in hand. Hand in hand. <laughs> the Opera House. Who could forget that concert? Uh, can I do a plug? Please. Aristotle's Greek restaurant. I went there the other night uh, for a meal. Very nice, neutral bait. Good? Very good. I've got to say, the food at Alpha's to die for. I'd love is to it? get a late bait to that. Uh, my mate Mark McGuinness can't make it, right. so there's a spare seat. Spare seat. And Stephen, you can have it, because I know there's nothing you'd enjoy more. I've been checking my mail daily. Celebrating 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Of, because let's face it, when rugby league historians in future centuries, assuming we've got a planet left, yeah. look back at this particular era of rugby league, mm. they'll talk about the messenger mm. period. They'll talk about the Churchill period. This will be known as the Politis years. Like now, we've got to wrap it up. Time's up. Oh, there has been a player's pod, which we might go into next week. Yeah, because we'll it's not complete yet. We've no. only had part one. And there's all no. sorts of categories okay. that may not have been recognised. And big news about mm. merch next week. Next week. Okay. Now, I'd like to say, first of all, very sad to see uh, uh, T-Baz, uh, Trent Barrett in tears after the loss. Very sad. Uh, Bomb Alaska. Thank Cooper, you very much, Cooper Trish. Cronk is now hot on the, every ad agency's list for a man to go to for sales. Yes. He can sell anything, that man. Uh, if, if, he he and, if he and Cameron Smith are getting on fine, he will sell anything. The earth is square <laughs> and flat. That's yeah, right. yeah. Um, Fletch, sorry to see you were set up by your mate Matty Johns with that little bag in the back of the car. Just a little bit of a very clever viral show yeah. promo. Yes. Now, if we could put in, if, if we were asked, to, you know, what categories we would like in this player's pie, we would put in, you know, bigger scrub or Sledger or Germ of the Year. Yeah. A couple of names come emerging, to light. Emerging dickhead. We might uh, process that during the week, but I think that, uh, well, look, I think Dylan Walker comes to mind. Sure. Josh McGuire comes to mind. Early candidate for Player of the Year, yeah. of course, Jeremy Lattimore for punching Cameron Smith. Player of the Year, no doubt. And Where, then there's Milford right. for pulling hair. Well, the we hair pulling it. is a whole thing. Josh McGuire, Milford. It's a, it's a trend in rugby league. Right. More of it, I say. Uh, and uh, Russell Crowe is uh, obviously going to be playing a very old man very soon in some film. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> okay, see you soon. <laughs> So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!